You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode 80. Today's guest is someone who's been in the blogging game for almost a decade, and she is just amazing. I've had the privilege of getting to know her through our mastermind that we have been a part of the last year, and I always walk away from our conversations feeling supported and inspired. As an online health coach, blogger, TV show host, author, and speaker, the amazing Elizabeth Ryder is proof that you can build a highly successful, multi-passionate business. She's a fellow online educator who, like me, is a huge advocate for diversifying your income and your marketing. And today, she's sharing some great insight into what it takes to create your own products and services. If you're still not convinced that you should be creating your own products, today's episode is definitely going to inspire you. We also chat about abundance, content creation, the massive importance of email lists and how to do it, how to grow it, search engine optimization, and all things business. You'll want to bookmark this one, guys, because it's just that good. So let's get started. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to this week's reviewer, and that is Ashton May Rose. And she says, I cannot express how helpful this podcast has been. It is my number one go-to when I am feeling like I'm getting into a content or growth rut. I immediately ask myself when I last listened to the Influencer Podcast, and 99% of the time, Julie has just released the most timely advice in her latest episode. The quality of her guests is almost as impressive as the quality of her knowledge that she brings to the show herself each week. It is impossible to listen to these episodes and not feel totally motivated and ready to go to work. I have tried a ton of webinars and podcasts and they all fall flat and leave me somewhat disappointed because I just end up comparing them to Julie's Pitch It Perfect and the Influencer Podcast. So thank you, Julie, for having the most informative and realistic podcast for every single person, no matter where they are in their business and journey or what path they're on. And I cannot wait for the Influencer Academy. Ashton, can I please just take you and put you in my pocket and take you with me wherever I go? That was so thoughtful and so thought out and so honest. And I just, I really appreciate that feedback. Not only is it constructive to keep me motivated to keep showing up to the best of my ability each week, but it's also encouraging for me. I think a lot of times we often forget that there may be people ahead of us or seeming as if they have it all figured out and that they don't need that encouragement and support, but uh, we all do. So thank you so much for giving me that. I am glad that I can give that to you and that we can reciprocate it to each other. Now, if you are someone who likes to listen in each week, if you are someone who has been able to transform your business or just even get little gleams along the way with listening to this podcast, I want to hear about it. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your challenges. I want to hear your wins. So please make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you are listening in from today and leave us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Also make sure to screenshot today's episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story if you are over there. I am at Jules Solomon and our guest today is at Elizabeth underscore writer and of course hashtag the Influencer Podcast. Let us know what you love most about the episode your biggest takeaway, as you know that we love to share those screenshots on our story too. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hello, Elizabeth Ryder. Julie Solomon, hi. Hi, so 
Sister Sister, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you here. Um, and for my amazing listeners to get to know the incredible, beautiful, amazing, awesome, inspiring, smart, fabulous woman that you are. So I'm so, so, so excited for this. Let's just dive into first, I would love for you to share who you are, what you do and share how we met. Yeah, I would love to. Well, Julie, all of those things you just said about me, the feeling is mutual. Um, so for anyone listening who doesn't know me, I'm Elizabeth. I am an online health coach and blogger. And it's so funny, Julie, when you, when people ask like, what do you do? I'm, my mind goes in a million different directions because I'm like, well, I'm a, kind of a solo entrepreneur that has started to build a small team internally. So now I'm kind of managing people, but I started as a food blogger and I started with a network marketing business and um, I moved into having a TV show on FMTV and I'm currently writing a book with Hay House. So I just don't even know how to answer that question. I just try to wake up every day and, you know, have the mantra of, God, universe, use me for what I'm here for. Mm. Yeah. Well, we are going to dive into that book and so many other things as we dive into this conversation today. But I first want to know, how did you get started in the space that you're in? Was, was there a particular person that you met or program that you took or idea that you had? What was it that kind of um, started really not necessarily the food blogging, because obviously your passion lies there, but, but what allowed you to really transform the idea of, of your blog and the content there into an actual business? Yeah, for sure. I, it was complete happenstance. I didn't set out wanting to have an online business or even knowing that it was an option. And, you know, when I think back on it, I've had my blog for almost, oh my gosh, 12 or 13 years. So it was really before blogs were even a thing. I had a free blogger, like Google blogger account. I was working in corporate America at Ernst & Young. I was in professional services. I was on the consulting side. So, so completely different than my life now. After college, I got a job with Ernst & Young in Denver and loved it. I actually loved my job and I loved the people I worked with, but the corporate grind was, was wearing on me a little bit. Um, I really, I had a food blog just for fun on the side. Just really, I loved taking recipes and trying to remake them in a healthy way. Because when you have a big corporate job, I traveled a lot and I was working in big four accounting audit rooms almost every night. And they would just order in chilies or whatever, like brewery or pub was <laughs> close. Um, so I wasn't a health coach yet even. I was still working in corporate America and I just, I knew I wanted to be healthier. So I would just try to remake recipes and I was just posting them on blogger for my family and friends. And then, you know, there's a lot of life in between, but fast forward a few years. And I met a woman who had a network marketing business named Carmen Marshall, who was awesome. And she introduced me to this idea of network marketing. And um, I had no idea what network marketing was. My parents were never in a network marketing company. So I literally had no idea about any of it. But she was really, um, she built a really large business and she needed really kind of business management. And she offered me a position to leave my corporate job. And I, at the time I was like, you've got to be crazy. Like you're kidding. You're kidding. <laughs> there's, you know, there's just, I was on the fast track, um, at Ernst and Young. And then I just had this moment of, you know, I'm already working 80 hours a week and I'm 24. What is my life going to look like in 10 years? And I just had this opportunity to leave my corporate job and really freelance 
as a business manager. And, um, I took that opportunity. Um, my family was very supportive, but my friends thought I was nuts for doing it. Um, and I did that for a few years and then that's really when I kind of met a whole new paradigm of people and was introduced to the concept of online business. And then was it, I'm trying to even figure out how to like ask you this at that time, because I'm, I'm visualizing you in that corporate space and I know what that feels like. Were you like, what the heck is this online thing and what am I doing here? And like, how can I make this happen? I mean, what, what was that? that moment, if you can kind of go back to that and that feeling of like being at that crossroads? For me, it was, it kind of all happened at the same time that I found the Institute for Integrated Nutrition and became a health coach. I did their very first distance learning program. So the Institute is in New York city and I was living in Denver and I just, I happened, I don't even remember how like in forums or something I happened across it and could, because somebody mentioned something about it. And they were just about to close enrollment for their first year long distance learning program. And back then they didn't open enrollment very often. They only had like one class a year. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was already interested in health and becoming healthier myself. And I didn't even know exactly how I was going to use that certification um, or that course, but I knew that I wanted it for me for just for my own personal health at the very least. So I enrolled and I even was on their payment plan. because I, I wasn't like, you know, in destitute, but I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of extra money, you know, it's an investment. So I did that. And about the same time, um, my friend who's still a dear friend of mine, Kate Northrup introduced me to Marie Forleo's B-School. And it was actually only the second year that Marie was doing B-School. So it kind of all came together, you know, and there's, like I said, there's a lot of life in here. This was all probably in like a six month period, but it was after I left my corporate job, I'd been freelancing for a few years I still didn't really understand the concept of online business, but I remember sitting in B school in like the second module and I had this like meta level epiphany of, Oh my gosh, I could teach online classes about nutrition the same way Marie's teaching me about business right now. So of course I learned all of the logistics there that I needed to learn to start off with, but it was this meta level kind of, you know, light bulb moment of like, Holy cow, I could, record videos like this on my computer and then upload them to wherever they're being stored and, and teach people and sell programs. So that was kind of the big moment for me. Mm, I love that. Thanks for sharing that journey. Um, and kind of what that moment was like, my friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Um, And I want to touch in on 
uh, blogging for a moment because I know that you've been blogging for almost 10 years and like with most bloggers, it started out as a hobby, um, but then influencer marketing emerged. And um, what you had said to me prior to this conversation conversation was that you learned early on that you could impact more people and make a better income selling your own content than trying to land brand deals all the time. And I wanted to talk about this specifically because a lot of my listeners are the bloggers who are constantly either in the affiliate rat race, you know, they're working with the shop styles or the reward styles or the whatever styles, what have you. And they're posting so much content on social media every single day, over exhausting themselves, just trying to like make $3 off of the shirt that they're wearing, or they are spending so much time trying to land brand deals. Now, I'm a huge proponent in brand deals, and I'm a huge proponent in affiliate marketing, but I don't think that that should be the only two places where your eggs are in the proverbial basket, so to speak. Um, a lot of times I think the listeners that either the ones I've, that I've talked to that I know listen to this podcast, they don't even know that they can sell their own products and services. They have no idea what that would, what that would look like because the only thing that has really been sold to them is affiliate income or brand deals. So I would love for you to kind of share with us how you learned that early on and what, um, how selling your own products or services has really allowed you to create a more sustainable, thriving business as a blogger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that we're talking about this. This is, and I, I, if anybody's listening, if you ever learn one from one thing from me, it needs to be this. It's that how you spend your days is how you live your life. And if every single day you are stressed out about posting on Instagram or making $10 off of an affiliate program, you're not probably living the life that you think a glamorous Instagram influencer is living. How you spend your days is how you live your life. And I've really found that in order to spend your days the way for me, in order to spend my days the way I want them to, is that I have to have a sustainable business. And what I teach in my online programs is that the core of a sustainable business is a signature program. And anyone can have a signature program. So if you're just thinking right now, but what would my signature program be? I know that that's a common feeling. We all have that feeling when we start off. Everyone can teach something. And, you know, I've bought online courses to learn how to use my stinking sewing machine that I'm still mostly using. The course was great. It's my sewing machine. <laughs> it's like, you know, I have um, you, There are online courses to, be, to learn how to become better skiers. You can literally, everybody has something to teach. Everybody's good at something. And there are online courses to learn how to keep your succulents alive, right? And then there, there are, is. they're right. And then there are, you know, larger scale courses. I teach an online, the wellness business bootcamp. Julie teaches, um, you know, has amazing programs. She has pitch it perfect in the influencer Academy. I took B school. I mean, there's so many amazing programs out there. I mean, countless, the online course market is exploding and it's, it's not going to, it's not going anywhere. So what I would so encourage anyone, especially if you are in the influencer game is still do, you know, having brand deals and affiliate programs. I do those things too. And they're they're beneficial, but at the end of the day, your, what you can control is your security blanket and what you can control is your own course. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's this is literally module one of the Influencer Academy is laying the foundation of what this looks like. What are the products and services that you can create? And most importantly, why it is important to have them 
yourself. And I'm not the only one that thinks this, like this stuff, like uh, Elizabeth shares it. She teaches it. There's so many people that we know out there that teach the importance of really owning something wholeheartedly, a hundred percent that is your own. So for anyone listening, if you take anything away from, from this conversation today, it's me and Elizabeth telling you that it is vitally important for you to create your own products and services and figuring out what those are and how you can service them to your audience is key. Yeah. Julie, I just, something you just said was like, kind of gave me chills a little bit. Cause I, I, I think, especially if someone's starting out, they need this reminder that, you know, in the space of, I think a lot of people just starting out when they're thinking about their online course, they're like, they think of another person who's already teaching it. I was just talking to a friend of mine who's an extremely gifted photographer and she has a big social media following. She's a very gifted photographer. And I'm like, why, you know, why don't you do some photography courses? She's like, Oh, there's so many photography courses out there. And I was like, I've literally never seen one because <laughs> Only photographer I follow. Um, and, you know, people start to think, oh, but that's been done. And here's the thing Julie and I both teach a business course, and we both have many, many, you know, students coming to us. There's, there are 7 billion people on the planet. So, you know, I'm in the space of health and wellness. I have an online um, health membership, and I have online health and wellness courses. We need more health coaches teaching courses. It, you know, we need more influencers teaching courses. We need more people teaching courses. There's more than enough to go around. So don't let that scarcity mentality of like, oh, not enough people will register. Once somebody has done one photography course, they're more likely to do another photography course with somebody else because they want to keep expanding their skills. So it's actually good in your industry to have more people teaching courses in your genre because you will have competition drives the market. The more people doing it, the more assignments you're going to have. So true. And it's such a great reminder. And it kind of goes into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is abundance. Um, I know that you, you went to um, a transformational speaking retreat um, a few years back. It was Gail Larson's, I believe. And um, it really kind of, you, you were telling me that she teaches you how to find your original medicine. So I would love for you to share with us what your original medicine is and um, you know, how, how your mindset of abundance, because you are such a fantastic, uh, just friend and teacher and, and spiritual reminder of the importance of abundance. I'm so glad to have you in my life because you're always reminding me to be abundant. Um, so share with us your journey through abundance and how you approach abundance and use it in your life today. Mm. Wow. Scratching my soul, Julie. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, Gail Larson's Transformational Speaking Retreat, and she has a book called Transformational Speaking. So the retreat, um, I think she takes a you know small group at a time, but if that's not accessible, her book is phenomenal. And she has this term, original medicine, which means, you know, we're all here for a very specific reason. And I so believe that, that we're all here for a very specific reason. And through, you know, her, you know, retreat and experience, the, your, your original medicine is shown and, and it's defined. And mine was the modern way shower of abundance. And it's interesting when I think about a journey of abundance, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly where that came from. I think for me, you know, having a solid business background in a, with a, you know, sophisticated professional services firm before I started gave me a pretty thorough understanding of business. So when I started in my online business, I just really understood that one, my product and, and my, what I have to offer is not for everyone. You know, we get, especially as women, and especially if you don't have any previous ex business experience, the feeling of rejection from somebody not wanting to buy from you can hurt so much. And I think I just learned early on that 
you know, even a 1% conversion rate is a great conversion rate. You're going to have to talk to a hundred people to get one customer. So that's why online business is so great because in the blog and in email marketing, having to individually talk to a hundred people can take a lot of time. But when you have an email list and a blog, you can talk to multiples of a hundred people very easily. So, you know, the, the numbers are just better, but I just really went into it understanding that just, you know, and I, Julie, <laughs> kind of a fun thing that people might not know about me. My college degree is actually mathematics. So I always just really loved numbers. And I think about my numbers, mine, and just conceptualizing the fact that there are 7 billion people on the planet. I don't think people really conceptualize how many that is. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. The, The pool to draw from, from customers in anything that you're selling is so large, but we tend to only think of our pool as like an immediate circle of friends and family. So, or even if it's not a friends and family or just like, you know, the people you follow on Instagram. So if you are in the space of becoming an Instagram influencer in fashion, you probably follow a lot of fashion influencers and you might have a very few that you covet that you want to be like, but you don't see the rest of people like that. So you've narrowed it down to only a few people in your mind when really you have to flip that and understand that there are more than enough customers to go around for everyone. And it's not a matter of trying to be like someone else to get her customers. It's really bringing your own, like Gail would say, your own original medicine, your own special sauce, your own secret sauce to the table. Just like we know that if you like jazz music, you're more likely to buy more jazz albums. You're not just going to buy one from one artist. You know, if you're in your space and you're being yourself and you're true and authentic to yourself, you'll attract abundance. And I, I 200% agree with you on that. And I think that it's so important. I love that you constantly remind yourself about how many people there are in the world, because I'm a firm believer that all you really need in order to be an influential person is it, I always, I say this a lot, especially in the influencer Academy, you have to have a hundred faithful followers. If you have a hundred faithful followers, a hundred people that are supporting you, believing in you, sharing your good news, sharing your message, um, buying your products and services. That's all you really need to have a thriving online influence and a thriving business. And let's, let's talk about the math, you know, for a minute, let's just do, you know, simple sixth grade math. If you have a hundred faithful followers that buy a product that you create at 200 bucks, that's $20,000. Yeah. So it's, it's 200 bucks. It's literally a a pair of jeans, (laughs) you know? That, right. that they're essentially getting. And all you have to get is a hundred people to, to believe in what you have to say and, and to, of course, bring the value, you know, bring the value and, and bring that no like, and trust. But if they have that no like, and trust with you, all you need, you don't need that many people, a hundred people with the $200 product, you're already at $20,000. That's, that's a full-time salary. And so it's just interesting to me. And I love to kind of reframe a lot of bloggers and influencers thoughts on this because so many of them spend so much time, again, trying to get brand deals or trying to get affiliate income, and they're not making anywhere near $20,000 a year off of that. Yet if they just spent, you know, a few months honing in on what their brilliance is, honing in on, you know, as you would call it, their original medicine, creating a product or service around that, that their audience is, is going to navigate towards and something that their audience really needs and wants, they're going to be able to hit those numbers a lot faster. And it's not just always about the money, but that those, that money is going to be able to give you the security and the foundation that you need to then go in service to an even greater amount of people and to an even greater abundance of people. 
chosen. That money is going to be able to give you the security and the foundation that you need to then go in service to an even greater amount of people and to an even greater abundance of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've heard mentors of mine say before, and I, I so believe this. And if, if somebody's new to the process, you need to understand this, that if you have information that can help other people and you keep it to yourself, you are stealing from them. Mm, I love it's that. Huge driving factor. And Julie, you know, probably for a lot of what you do too, but when I think about, you know, I teach this, I teach the wellness business bootcamp. It's, you know, a, a business course on how to essentially not copy my business, but it's, you know, how I, the, the method I use to build my business. And I don't have to teach that. I mean, it's nice to have the extra income from that, but I don't have to, but I get so much joy out of teaching it because it's this idea of, wow, after 10 years of trying a lot of things and them not working and not having a strategy, now that I know that I can teach this in a really concise manner, it's, it's so joyful. My abundance is increased when I pass that information on to other people. Mm-hmm. So the feeling of abundance isn't just, you know, with money, it's abundance of your knowledge and your information and inspiration that you give to other people. And I really do believe that, that if you have something that can change someone's life or, you know, teach them something, a skill or make their life better, you're stealing from them if you don't teach it. The other thing that I just thought of is, you know, pricing an online course, like $197, like you said, 200 bucks, that's a pair of jeans. That's a no brainer for most people. And I hear a lot of, especially women get into this mentality of who would pay 197 or who would pay $200 for it. And if you ever have a question in your mind of not feeling like somebody would pay you, that is a deeper issue that I, I really encourage you. And I challenge you to work on, um, is, is more around self-worth. So a pricing issue is always around self-worth and you are worth it. Every single person is equally worthy of, of selling their online course and making a living from it. We all have to pay our bills equally. We all have to be productive members of society. We all have to have a job. It's very, very true. I love that. And thank you for that, for that reframing of the reminder of, you know, if you're asking yourself, well, who would, who would buy this, you know, what's really going on there? Cause you're really asking yourself, like, why, why do I not feel worthy enough to create this? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about mistakes for a moment, um, because before we jumped onto this conversation and really, you know, you and I have been in a mastermind together for the last year. So we know each other very, very well. And we talk about these things a lot. Um, but the two that stuck out to me that you shared with me was the first mistake that you see bloggers and influencers or really anyone when they're trying to grow an online influence make is that you said, um, wanting to be big without the years of being small and putting in the work. So we for sure have to dive deep into that. And the second one is not growing an email list. And we for sure have to dive deep into that one too. So let's start off with, with the first one, wanting to be big without years of being small and putting in the work. How do you see this? as a mistake? And how do you see this keep influencers small and how can they overcome it? So, you know, there's this, a joke, you know, do you know how to become an overnight success? It's just put your 20 years in, um, you know, then and Maria and I don't, her last name for me is difficult to pronounce Maria. Her last name starts with an H. She's the founder of Rodeo. Um, I saw her speak at an event in New York. She has a book that just came out called Overnight Success, and it is all about how she started 20 years ago. So I think that there's this, and, and I've heard a lot of, especially my mentors who have you know built large brands have said this, is that there's just such this misconception that just because you just got introduced to this person who already has a brand, 
you know, and it's, it's the cliche, but I'll use it. Don't compare your chapter two to somebody else's chapter 11, chapter 12, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you see somebody who has a solid, sustainable business, it's not their first rodeo, right? <laughs> You've been working on it for a while. And there are people who go really fast. There are always exceptions outside of a bell curve where there are some people who go really fast and that's awesome. And if you see people, I'll offer this to anyone too. The more you genuinely praise and raise up other women, the more you will be praised and raised up. So if you are feeling like you want more support, the first thing to do is to support more people. It always, that type of energy is a boomerang. The more you put out of it, the more you will get back. But yeah, I I see a lot of people, something, a big overlying theme actually in my book when it comes to health, but I believe this to be true in business as well, is that consistency trumps perfection every time. And when people ask me, Liz, how did you get 2 million blog readers? I'm like, look, I've been blogging consistently consistently for almost 10 years. I'm not perfect. So I put out a post once a week. You know, I've had times in my life where, you know, life was a little messy and maybe I put out a blog post once a month during that time. Or, you know, I go on vacation, so I don't put out a post that month. Um, I'm definitely not perfect, but I am consistent. And the only way to build something that is lasting is to commit to your craft and be consistent. And I say commit to your craft, meaning if you want to be a food blogger, then commit to testing recipes. And you're going to have like, I, I still have failures in the kitchen. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at it over the years, but I still, you know, I'll make something I'm like, wow, that did not turn out anywhere close to what I thought I was going to. And they're $25 down the drain of ingredients. Um, you know, it's just part of the process. So if you want to be a food blogger, but you're not consistently making new recipes every week, you're not committed to your craft. So, or photography or, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, you commit to your craft. And the other thing I would say about that, Julie, is I think it's so, so deeply important. And I really want everyone to hear me on this, that we don't allow anything on social media or anything external to be our praise or be the thing that brings us down. You have to be doing it because you love it, not because you're looking for likes and praise. And if somebody doesn't like what you're doing and they make a comment that they don't like what you're doing, you can't let that bring you down. You have to love what you're doing and be so committed to your craft that you're going forward anyways. It doesn't matter who's praising you. It doesn't matter who's not praising you, that this is what you do and and move forward. And if you're consistent in that, nothing but growth can happen. Good. I'm just like sitting with that for a moment because <laughs> it's good. Um, okay. What about grow, not growing an email list? I should say. Mm. So my friend, your email list is the lifeline of your business. And what yeah. does that mean to you? Because I think, and this is my whole thing with an email list and why I want to dive into it, because I'm sure that there's people listening right now that like they're eye rolling, right? They're like, Oh, the email list conversation again. And like, they're like, we know this, we know this, but my whole thing is like, yeah, but you still don't have an email list. <laughs> so it's like, you're sitting here saying that you know it, or you're giving the eye roll, or you're like, you know, you get it conceptually, but you're not taking action on it. So I don't really know if they fully understand what the life, like your email list is the lifeline of your business. If you don't have one, you don't have a life in your business. Um, and really diving into that. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to like be clear on that because I wanted to overcome that the objection that may be happening right now before we dive into this. No, I'm so glad because you know, your listeners. So here's the thing. If there's an eye roll, when I say email us, there's only two possibilities. One, you don't understand it. 
But if you say you understand it, then two, you don't, you don't want it bad enough. You don't want a big business. You don't want a successful business. If you genuinely understand where an email list fits into business and you're rolling your eyes, you don't want it. You don't want it enough. That's just, that's just the fact of the matter. <laughs> and if somebody emailed me and said, Oh my gosh, it's building an email list part of your program. And I said, yeah, because it's the lifeline of your business. And they said, well, I don't really want to do that. I would say, don't buy my program. Then it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent always on board with making sure people know if, if my stuff's right for them or not. And if it's not right, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get purchases from people. I don't want students who weren't committed, who aren't involved, you know, an email list. So there's an idea of there's push marketing and pull marketing and social media is pull marketing. You're trying to pull people in. And with an email, you can push an email into somebody's inbox at any point in time. Once you publish something on Instagram, you have no control over how and when that person sees that post in their feed. Yeah, you can promote it and you can get into some different kind of paid ads and stuff, but you still don't even have that much control over it. But I know that I can put an email in somebody's inbox at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays when they're most likely to open it. Um, and there's, you know, an email inbox is a very intimate place. It's, it's somebody's online home. It's like, it's like the bedroom, right? Where social media might be the living room. Somebody liking you on social media. It's like, oh yeah, come into my life. You can see how I'm perfect. I can see how you're perfect, that kind of stuff. An email place is a very intimate, an email inbox is a very intimate place. Um, and it really is what allows you to build, build loyalty and, and build a following who is most likely to buy from you. I can tell you at least 95% of my sales come from my email list, not from social media. Social media is so beneficial for that no like trust factor. It's little touches to remind people that you're there. It's little touches of adding value to their life. But if you just think about how inundated you are on a daily basis with the social media, it's you're such a flash in the pan on social media, no matter how good your social media is. And I'm not saying not to use social media. There's definitely a lot of social proof there. It, it's a very useful tool, but and then, you know, the, the eye roll probably would come from if somebody does roll their eyes at that, they're just saying like, I know that I don't own Instagram or Facebook and they can change the algorithm at any moment, but look, my Instagram is growing fast and I'm cool with that. But literally no social media platform has stood the test of time, right? It started with MySpace. Right. Facebook's on the decline, not in the baby boomer demographic, but in certain demographics, you know, a lot of teenagers don't even have Facebook accounts. Instagram's so hot right now, but there's going to be something else. And if you put spend all of your time just growing Instagram, by nature of what you're doing is you're creating a short-lived business. Now, I love Instagram. Don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely love Instagram. I'm not saying don't use it, but you know, I've had my email list. I, I should have started it 10 years ago. I probably started it like six or seven years ago when I learned about online business. And there are people who have been on my email list for six years, getting free recipes for me once a week for six years. And those are the types of people that buy everything I put out. And, and you can't, there's, that's priceless. You can't, you, there's, there's no way you can duplicate that value on social media. Thank you for sharing that and for diving into that. And I just, I hope that those that are listening today, remember um, that, you know, like, like Elizabeth said, with the awareness piece, you do need Instagram and there is a place for that. But I feel like a lot of the listeners have been somewhat kind of brainwashed for lack of a better word to believe that they can only have an influence if they have a big Instagram following or if they have a big social media following. And that's just not the case. So it's really about remembering that and remembering that your conversion rate essentially on your email list is going to far outnumber 
a conversion rate or an engagement rate that you could ever have on a social media platform. Um, so just really kind of sitting with that today and thinking more about that. Um, so I want to dive into um, a little bit more into guest posting, uh, specifically with the tools that I know that you have used to grow your awareness and influence. Um, share with us, you know, obviously a lot of us know what guest posting is, but really how you've used that in your business and how it's helped. Oh yeah, for sure. I know. I just kind of had a, this realization too, Julia, as you were talking. I'm so passionate about email lists. I feel like I was in lecture mode. So I want everyone to know I'm much more fun to hang out with. <laughs> you are so fun to hang out with. <laughs> somebody lecturing about email lists, but I'm so passionate about it that I like start your emails now. Um, okay. So guest posting. Yeah. Guest posting, especially for me, as I got started, is a fantastic way to get yourself in front of people. Now, guest posting, I, I do think has changed in the past couple of years. When I first started guest blogging for, and I don't, I don't mean to call out any specific, I think all sites are like this and it doesn't mean these sites aren't great. I think they're still, they, they have changed their models. Guest posting is kind of like social media. You don't own the company. So the other company can change their model. I used to guest post, for instance, on mind body green a lot. And which was a phenomenal thing. And they would put your author bio right at the very bottom of your post. So somebody would read the post and they would see your face with a link to your website. And I had a lot of um, people come to my website from that. They changed their strategy, which is great. You know, they, they can do what they want and they're still an awesome company and I still adore them, but they don't put the author bio in the same place anymore. And I noticed that I wasn't getting people clicking over because there's no way to find the person who wrote the article because they have a lot of internal writers now. So they just changed their strategy. So what I would tell people with guest posting is at first find fellow bloggers and people who are about at your level and do some guest posting for each other. And then also for um, publications that you want to write for, there's usually an email address like a contact us or a write for us. Even Entrepreneur Magazine has this on entrepreneur.com. Um, where you can pitch yourself. And Julie, of course, teaches everything about pitches. So I know everybody listening to this knows everything there needs to know about pitches from Julie. So pitch yourself and just make sure that your author bio, wherever you guest post is right underneath of your post. And what has been, because I know specifically um, when it comes to SEO and the reason why I wanted to talk about guest posting too, is that I know that you have, you have a post on Granola that has been the number one granola post on Google for the last seven years running. And I want to know how guest posting has been a factor in this or, or any of your posts that have essentially quote unquote gone viral. How has guest posting in relation to SEO been able to be a driver in that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I actually don't think it has anything to do with guest posting. I think like that granola post, honestly, Julie, that's one of those you know, I must have been a Buddhist monk in a previous life situations. Where, no, I mean, it's, here's the thing about SEO. So search engine optimization, if somebody's listening and you're not 100% sure what that is. And that just search engine optimization is how the Google algorithm or search engine algorithm finds you and finds your post and ranks you. You can't, out, you can't beat SEO and Google's always changing their algorithm. So don't spend a bunch of money and hire a bunch of people to try and like you know, outsmart search engine optimization tactics. You just can't do it. But something that is super, super beneficial and really important, especially with something like a recipe, is that you name your post what it is. So I called that post Healthy Homemade Granola. The name of the post, that's the title of the post, and that lands in the URL is extremely important for SEO. 
So I wouldn't call it like the best granola ever, even though I think it's the best granola ever. Um, I just always named my post. I just remember hearing this when I first started blogging. So, you know, if I make, you know, curry butternut squash soup, that that's the title of the, the blog post. So name, name your posts what they are. Don't be cryptic about your post titles. Now your email subject lines need to be a little bit more clever because the point of an email subject line is to get somebody to open the email and then click to the post. But the actual post itself on your site should be the name of what you're actually talking about. And that granola post, um, it just has become, it just really took off. It's become a favorite. It's been a number one ranked recipe for a long time. Mm, I love that. Thank you for diving into that and sharing a little bit of the SEO gleams that you have. Um, so before we wrap this up, I wanted you to share a little bit more about the programs and services. I know that we've talked a lot about it today just because it, it is what it is. We're not trying to be general here, but we're just stating it because it's true. It's what helps you grow a business. So let us know a little bit more about where we can learn more about the programs and services you offer, how you help fellow entrepreneurs and influencers really uh, step into their own brilliance and what they want to do um, and where we can find you and more about what you do. Oh yeah. I'd love to. So everybody can find me at elizabethbrider.com. And there's a free ebook on my website called 30 healthy recipes. Every woman should know it's a free PDF download. Um, so I've got a few different offerings. My signature program for a long time has been 10 step healthy eating program called clean up your diet. And that's for uh, people who just want to learn how to be healthier, learn more about, you know, home food prep, gut health, just all the steps, you know, eating at restaurants, all the steps to make healthier choices. That is still available, and I've transitioned last year. I'm experimenting and, and really have dove into, in an exciting way, a membership site. It's a really affordable um, membership called the Mint Wellness Circle. So every month, everybody who's in the Mint Wellness Circle gets a little um, dose, whether it's uh, a training around in some area of health. So it's more broad health and wellness um, and lots of recipe posts and whatnot in there. Um, and then from a business perspective, I teach the wellness business bootcamp, and you can also find that on my site. And that's my five module course to teach people exactly how I built my online health and wellness business. And Julie, I kind of, I have these, I always, you know, I think about some people see me as a business mentor and some people see me as a health mentor and some people see me as both. And they say like, why are you still doing both? And I just genuinely love teaching both, but also from a perspective of teaching the wellness business bootcamp. I think it's really important that I'm still teaching health courses because I wouldn't want to learn from somebody teaching the wellness business boot camp that wasn't actually teaching wellness. So I think, like I mentioned before, committing to your craft. And if you want to be an online business coach or strategist, um, stay in what you're doing and keep teaching what you're doing so that you can have the experience to teach those things. So that's what I would offer to everybody. But you guys can find me on my website um, and Instagram, Elizabeth underscore writer. Facebook, Pinterest, you know, all the good stuff. Just type my name in and it's there. Awesome. And then the last question before we wrap this up, what does influence mean to you? Mm. Influence to me means helping other people live the best life for them, not being a copy of me or someone else. Mm. Love that. Thank you, sister. I have so enjoyed having you on today and getting to listen to your wisdom and your teachings. You're such a great teacher and you have so much value and expertise in what you do. And you always come from a place of intention and clarity and abundance and um, just really good um, heart-based uh, purpose-driven content. So thank you so much for showing up that way. And I'm so glad that my listeners get to know who you are and get to learn a little bit more about you. 
Oh, thank you, Julie. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you for introducing me to your peeps. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.